0: Today is the day we celebrate the risen Savior who is alive. Jesus is alive. And and I know every year we think, okay, well, Easter, Jesus is alive. That's great. But the disciples and the followers of Jesus on that first Easter Sunday, they couldn't believe it. They had just watched their... Their master, their rabbi, suffer and die a terrible death, a criminal's death. And that was on Friday. And on Saturday, they were sad and discouraged and distraught. And on Sunday morning, Jesus rose from the dead. And that's what we celebrate today. But it, it is, I just wanted you guys to think about, and it's good for us to think about. You know, from Good Friday to Sunday morning, we celebrate that. But for them, from Good Friday to Sunday morning was terrible. It was awful that Jesus was dead. And, and yes, he did say he was going to r- return, that he was going to rise from the dead. But that was hardly on their minds, I'm sure. Well, today we can celebrate that we have a risen Savior that not only died for us, but he rose from death. And it is alive forevermore. And so we're celebrating the risen Savior today. And we've been going through the the book of Mark. We've called it the good news from Mark because we're looking at what is the good news of Jesus. What is Mark, the second book in the New Testament, what is he telling the people? What what is he writing about? Well, the, the people, the early Christians that he was writing to, they were being persecuted in Rome. And so... They needed to know who this Jesus was. Is is He really the Son of God? Did He really come to seek and save the lost? Did He really suffer a criminal's death? And is it worth it for me as a Christian to believe in this Christ? And so he was answering these questions. And it's kind of from the beginning we saw right at the very beginning of Mark, he says that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of God. That is the good news of Mark. That's the good news of the Bible, that Jesus is the Son of God. And so we see this over the first eight chapters of Mark, him him trying to show who is Jesus. Who is this guy, Jesus? And so we saw all kinds of things. He, He was preaching. He was healing. He was walking on water. He was calming the seas. He was casting out demons. He was showing that he has power and that he is the Son of God. And then kind of like right in the middle of of Mark, in Mark 8 and 9 and 10, he, then, then, then it's kind of a little bit of a shift. It's kind of the, the climax. It's, it's, well, what does it mean that Jesus really is the Messiah? What does it mean? Is he the Messiah that all the disciples were expecting? Is he the Messiah that's going to come into Jerusalem with a sword, riding a, a war horse and kicking out the Romans and finally setting up his his kingdom and His throne, His earthly kingdom like the disciples thought the Messiah was going to do. And then in, in Mark 11, we, we saw that Jesus, He rides to Jerusalem, but He didn't choose a war horse. He didn't show that He was the king that was coming in to defeat the Romans and, and take over the earthly kingdom right that minute. But He came in a lowly donkey, a peaceful donkey, symbol that he was the king but not a king that's coming in to conquer the romans and so as we've seen this we we've been looking through mark we've, we've seen that jesus is the overcomer and so we can trust him and and jesus expects his followers to be like him and jesus is all in for the gospel he wants us to be all in for the message of the gospel the good news that jesus is alive. The good news is that Jesus conquered sin and death on the cross and that he is alive. And that everyone who puts their trust in the name of Jesus will be saved from eternal death. And so we saw last week that the good news is that by Jesus' sacrifice that all can be saved from sin and death. Not all will be saved from sin and death, but all have the opportunity to, that if they if people receive Jesus and, and turn to Jesus, put their trust and faith in him alone for the forgiveness of their sins, then we will be saved from eternal death. And so we saw last week that Jesus is the king who reigns forever. His kingdom isn't, wasn't an earthly kingdom, it was a heavenly kingdom. And Jesus is the king who suffered. The Christians saw. Jesus wasn't this king that just came in and, and, was, and everybody served him. But the key of Mark was this verse, Mark 10, 45, where this, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Jesus was a king that suffered, and as Christians, that means that we're going to suffer too. Jesus said we, that each of His followers need to carry their cross. That, mean, that means that we need to die to ourself. As a believer in Jesus, we die to ourself and live for Him. And, and we also we saw that the King is who gave His life, is gave His life as a ransom for many, and that's what we celebrate on Good Friday, that Jesus gave His life willingly and died a sinner's death, a criminal's death, a terrible death on the cross. Today today we're going to pick it up right from where Jesus died in Mark 15, and I encourage you to open your Bibles or look on the screens, or if you're watching online, you'll see it on your screen, or you can pull up an app. But Mark 15, and we're going to pick it up right after the Roman centurion just declared when Jesus died, he declared that surely this man was the Son of God. Peter declared it in, earlier, that Jesus is the Christ. But now a Roman centurion declares that Jesus is the Son of God. And so we're going to see in Mark 15, Jesus had just died. And we're going to start in verse 40. Jesus had just died. And I want you just to kind of think about what these followers of Jesus were thinking about and what they were experiencing as they watched their beloved Jesus die. It says in verse 40 of Mark 15 that some women were there watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and the the younger and uh, Joseph and Solomon. And in, in Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. And many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem, were also there. So there was these, these people that were, they, they, these women that cared for Jesus. And we saw even when Jesus was carrying his cross up to Golgotha, that, that they're, they're there trying to help Jesus. They're giving him support. And then it says in verse 42, it was, it was preparation day. That, and Mark lets us know that is the day before the Sabbath. And as the, So evening was approaching, and there was a man named Joseph of Arimathea. And he was a prominent member of the council, and he was himself waiting for the kingdom of God. So that's, he was a believer of Jesus. And he went boldly to Pilate, the governor, and he asked for Jesus' body. And in verse 44 it says, Pilate was surprised to hear that Jesus was already dead. He summoned the Roman centurion, who had just declared that Jesus was the Son of God, and he asked him if Jesus was already dead. And when he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph brought some linen cloth and took down the body and wrapped it in linen and placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled away, or then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb and Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where it was laid, where Jesus was buried in the tomb. And so Jesus is now in linen cloth. He's now in this tomb. He is, he is dead. It, And that's not what any of us believers, especially if we were there, which none of us were, his believers knew that he was dead. There had just been a sword, a spear that pierced right through his side, and blood and water flowed. Jesus was dead. This is the proof that Jesus is dead, that water and blood flowed, and, and he breathed his last. And I know there, there might be some that say, well, Jesus, yeah, because He rose, or if He, if he rose, He wasn't fully dead. He, he was probably just kind of a unconscious or asleep. Or but Jesus was dead, and He was sealed in a tomb. He was in burial cloth on Friday afternoon. And on Saturday all day, that's where He was, and he, His body wasn't been able to be they weren't able to put spices and perfumes on his body because it was the Sabbath. And on the Sabbath, you didn't work. And so, now the, the women are thinking, okay, well, we can't go on... We, we went and saw on Friday night where they put him, so that, that's good. We know where he is. We, we don't have time right now. We can't do it right now because the Sabbath is starting on, on Friday evening. And they weren't allowed to do any work on Friday evening through Saturday evening. Now, they weren't going to go on Saturday night that's kind of you don't want to go to a grave on a on a night on a Saturday night and try to do something um, so they went early on Sunday morning and our first point today is that the good news of Easter is, is first that Jesus died for our sins and he is and he was buried in a tomb and so Jesus died for our sins and He was buried in a tomb. He was fully dead. On, because on Friday, He gave His life. Anyone who turns their eyes to Jesus, puts their trust and faith in Him, is alive with Him in eternity. And not just in eternity, but now. When we put our trust when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, His life starts now. His, his eternal life that He gives us begins now. And so it is good news that Jesus died because He died for our sins. And then we, we read the next chapter. Mark 16 Mark 16, it says, When the Sabbath was over, so that's early Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so they might go anoint Jesus' body. And it was very early the first day of the week, just after sunrise. And they were on their way to the tomb, and and then they asked each other this question. Who's going to roll away the stone of the entrance of the tomb? Now, I heard this morning that the tomb, it would have taken 1,400 pounds of force to open that tomb. So I'm not sure who they were thinking was going to have the strength to open that tomb for them. I don't know. They didn't think about it. But the good thing is, they didn't need to worry about it because Jesus, by His power, by by God the Father, the power that lives inside of us, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, together, Jesus rose from the dead. And Jesus rose, when He rose from the dead, that stone was just rolled away. And even though it's massive and, and incredible, incredibly big, heavy, and it, it, not just heavy, it was, it was kind of like sealed, so it's, it's kind of like with gravity, it's, it's pushed down, and, and there's, there's no, it's not just like, hey, let's just push it, we're really strong. It's, it's kind of like down there in, with, with gravity, it's like lower. And so it would have been next to impossible for even a crew of a lot of strong people to roll away that stone. And it says in verse 4, When they looked up and they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away, as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white, a white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. Can you imagine? They're, they're thinking they're coming and they don't even know how they're going to roll away this, this big, huge stone. And then all of a sudden, when they, right when they, they kind of realize it, like right when they're pretty much there then they see that the, the stone is rolled away. And not only is it rolled away, but now there's this angel, this, this man that's dressed in white robe, and he was sitting there, and they were alarmed. <laughs> I, I think that's an understatement there. They were alarmed. They were, they were afraid. They were worried. They were, what is going on? Our, our Jesus that we cared for and that we loved, he's dead. And we want to care for his body, and we want to put spices there. And now, all of a sudden, this, some. Who who is this man? They were worried, and right away, this angel said, "Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. And he has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. He's showing him. Look, look at that place." he's not in there anymore. The tomb is empty. I was so excited last Sunday because, or last Saturday, because when we did the the egg extravaganza around in in Fisher, around the lake, and, and the kids came by, and they opened these eggs, and each of the 11, the first 11 stations, there was these little things inside the eggs showing the story of Jesus, and they came in on a donkey, and then he was praying in the garden, and he had the He had the Last Supper and all the story of Jesus and he was killed. He died for our sins. The stone was put there and uh, they get there to the last station. and They open the egg and they all say, it's empty. Why is it empty? It's empty because Jesus isn't there. He's not dead anymore. He's alive. He's alive. And that is the good news that Jesus is alive. He's not rotting in a grave somewhere. And the angel says he's not here. Look, see the place. He's showing them. You can go in there and look. You can look all around in that tomb, you can go wherever you want, but he's, you won't find him because he's not there. And, and so our second point today is the tomb was empty. Because Jesus rose to life. The tomb was empty because Jesus rose to life. And we're going to watch a, a clip here from, we've been, we've been going through the Right Now Media series. Okay, you've got you to flip it then. Switch it to this week's. Okay, we're not going to watch the video, <laughs> but in the video, and you can you should watch it yourself on Right Now Media. If you don't have Right Now Media, it's on our, our website, eastbend.org, and eastbend.org, if you scroll down a little bit, it'll say something about Right Now Media. Click on there, sign up for Right Now Media. It's a great resource, it's a, and it has thousands of, of great videos, Christian videos. It's like a, a Netflix, but for Christian videos, and, and not just It has all kinds of topics on there. and So if you haven't explored right now media, check it out. It's a free gift to you. But on there, in the last part of this this Gospel of Mark message that that Francis Chan has been leading us through, he he talks about how Jesus, when he rose from the dead, it changes everything. It, It changes everything in the people that follow him, and Peter and James and John, they saw Jesus when he was on the mountain and he trans—he was the, at the transfiguration. They saw Jesus, but then over the next few weeks, and even when Jesus, when Peter declared that Jesus was the Son of God, they still thought he was going to fight the Romans and he, the Messiah who is but who is coming in a, in an earthly kingdom. And then when Jesus died, where did Peter and the disciples go? I don't know, but they went away. It was Mary and these women that were there caring for Jesus after he was dead, but the disciples, they were gone. They were, they were nowhere to be found. And so these disciples, they go from being, they go from being fearful running away Peter didn't even want to say that he knew who Jesus was when Jesus was being arrested and and on trial Peter was denying Jesus he didn't even want to say he associated with Jesus or know who he was they were afraid but this resurrection after the resurrection what are the disciples doing They're not disciples anymore. They're apostles. They're going out and they're sent ones. They're the ones that are telling people the good news that Jesus not only died for their sins, but is alive forevermore. And these disciples, these now apostles, and the whole book of Acts, you can see they are courageous for Jesus. They are courageous. They're out there being fearless, and they're doing all kinds of things that people can't believe they're doing. And it gave Jesus rising from the dead, gave these disciples confidence. It gave them a confidence that they know that their hope is in Jesus Christ alone. And they don't need to worry about all the details of everything, but they have Jesus and and the Holy Spirit living in them. And this same power, this same God is alive and lives in us, anyone that puts their trust in Jesus. Do we really believe that? Do we really live like that? I hope so. And Jesus told his disciples before his death in in John 14, he said, before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live and you will also live. We live in Christ Followers of Christ live in Christ. And because we trust and obey Jesus, we have life in Him. And our lives are different because of Jesus, because of the resurrection. We can boast in Jesus Christ alone and in the power of the God who raised Jesus from the dead. So the good news is that Jesus died for our sins and was buried in a tomb, and we have proof of that all through the Bible. There's there's proof that he was was dead. He was in linen cloth. He was sealed in this tomb. The tomb of the Zen was empty because Jesus rose to life. And then we see this in in verse 7 of chapter 16. The angel says, But go, tell his disciples and Peter, that he is going ahead of you to Galilee and there you will see him just as he told you and trembling and bewildered these women went out and fled from the tomb and they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid so we see here that the angel is telling them okay Jesus isn't here the tomb is empty but not only is it is he not here He's going ahead of you. He's he's going to meet the disciples in Galilee. So go tell the disciples. Go tell them, stop mourning. And go find Peter, because he's probably not with the disciples. He was probably off by himself, beating himself up, because he had denied Jesus. And and sometimes, that's that's us. We're denying Jesus. We're, We're not letting the power of Christ live in us and we we're doing things on our own and and we deny Jesus or we don't live for Jesus or or we just kind of do what we want to do and we realize later "Ah, I'm not living for Jesus I'm not doing I'm not trusting him I'm not I'm not fully obeying what he's saying I'm not telling people about the good news of Jesus I'm too afraid and sometimes we want to beat ourselves up and we go off in a a place, and just say, "God, your, what you did, what I did, and what you did just don't ma- matter. or They don't match up, and I, I, you can't save me. I'm not good enough." But the good news of Jesus is, it's, it's not about that we are good enough to be saved. There's nothing that you or I can do that will make Jesus Christ love you more or less. Jesus died, and he rose from the dead. But he wants to embrace us wherever we are. And so, the, so this angel tells the, the women, go find Peter. Go find him and, and tell him the good news. And I don't know what Peter believed right away, but we find out in John that Peter and, and John, they did a foot race to go see the tomb, to see if it was really empty. They didn't believe the women. I don't know if the women really believed what they heard either. All they knew was the the body was gone. And so Peter and John, they race to find Jesus. He must still be in that grave. And they go in there and he's not. And and so the disciples later, they find Jesus. And Jesus has... he has wounds in his hands or wrists where the nails were and in his feet. And they saw a, a si- in his side where the, the spear went through. He, he had the marks on his body that he was really Jesus who was dead and now is alive. And our good news of Easter today, the, the main idea is that the good news of Easter is because Jesus lives, so can we. Because Jesus lives, so can we. Now, Jesus died so that we can have life in him. And that's a choice that we all need to make. We need to, we need to make the choice. Are we going to put our trust in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of our sins? Or are we going to are we going to try to earn our salvation? Are we going to say, okay, well, if I just do these good things, then Jesus will love me more or that Jesus will save me. No, that's a false gospel. And many times we don't really say that out loud. If I just do some more good things, if I come to church more, if I help these people, then Jesus will love me more or Jesus will save me. We usually don't say those things, but sometimes we start believing those things. And Jesus Christ did not die so that we would have to earn our salvation. He died and He offers it as a free gift to anyone who turns to Him. And so if that's a decision you have not made, don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait another day. Turn to Jesus. Give your life to Him. Because He gives you a new life. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that the old is gone and the new has come. Jesus gives us a new life. Yeah, maybe the first day you accept Christ, you you don't see much of a difference, but it is a life of following Jesus that people are going to see, wow, they're different. What is the deal with that person now? That happened all over, the, all over the place in the Bible. Saul, he was, he was a, a devout follower against Jesus and his followers. And then he, he met Jesus and turned his life to him. And he was a devout follower for Jesus. And then there's so many examples. That, and there's examples that you all know of people that give their life to Jesus and because Surrender your life to Jesus. Your life is completely different. The old is gone and the new has come. And so today we can celebrate our risen Savior because Jesus lives and He wants to live inside each of us. And maybe that's a decision that you made a long time ago or, it's, or a decision that you thought didn't really stick or I don't know. But Jesus says every day to us, I love you. I want to be close to you. Come to me. That means read this, read the Bible, talk to Jesus, tell him your needs, tell him what's on your heart, trust him with your life, deny yourself what you want to do every day. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. So if that's not a decision that you've done recently, I encourage you to do that today too, to take up your cross and follow Jesus. And we're going to sing a song in closing here in a minute called Because He Lives. And and it goes, Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because he lives. I know he holds the future, and life is worth a living just because he lives. Life is worth living because Jesus is alive. And before I close, I just want you to to think about this question. It's in the bottom of your bulletin in in the sermon notes section. How does Jesus' resurrected life give you life today? So take a moment to think about that question. How does Jesus' resurrected life give you life? Lord Jesus, we thank you for the sacrifice you made for us. Thank you that you died a criminal's death and and you endured the suffering. And sometimes we're going to have to suffer. God, I pray that you would help us to to trust you with our lives, even in the suffering, even when it's hard, even when we lose loved ones, even when we get a bad report from the doctor, even when people reject us because of you. God, I pray that you would help us to live like you. And because you live, Jesus, we have life in you. And so, God, I just thank you for the life that you give us. And I pray for anyone that's feeling far away from you today, Jesus, that you would draw them closer to you and show them your love and your salvation. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus name. Amen.